So that's uh, that's where we're at right now. Clearly not the result we expected uh, or you know we're told to expect by the so-called experts. It feels like 2016 all over again. Um, and I think a good place to begin is, you know, Bronco, you had a Facebook post, uh, you know, a semi-viral Facebook post, I think for good reason, kind of engaging with the idea that, of course, this was a close election. You know, this is the spin that's already sort of emerging. Walk us through... Uh, why the people who are saying that, many of them liberals, but even some people on the left, why are they saying that and what's wrong with that telling of things? Yeah, I mean, I was responding to uh, a narrative that I saw forming, uh, even among people on the left that I was quite frustrated with, with people basically saying, you know, if Biden loses, well, no, no one could have won this. Trump is just too strong. He's just, you know, he, he has too much of a command of the magical powers of racism. Uh, he's, he's simply too popular and so on and so forth. Uh, America's too right wing. And there's just, you know, I don't really see the evidence for that, um, not just in terms of, of Trump's uh, perennial unpopularity, um, you know, uh, among not just Democrats, but independent voters. He's always he's never cracked 50 with them ever, but also just in a whole bunch of facts that, that have come out that already, you know, we, we can't know every single thing that that there is aside this election. But I think certain trends are already clear. We know that in Florida, a big part of the reason why Biden lost is because he underperformed uh, Clinton in Miami-Dade County, which is the the kind of Democratic stronghold, or should be. That was the key to him winning. He was meant to run up big margins in this much more diverse and, and pro-Democratic um, part of the state. And instead, he underperformed Clinton by something like 10, 10 points, maybe more. Um, and part of that was that uh, Trump got... Big, big turnout among uh, Cubans, uh, Florida Cubans, but also, you know, he won certain Latino areas there and, and uh, also some some majority black uh, parts of the state and, and surrounding areas. And that was the thing that he replicated through the country. I mean, one of the really considering things from the beginning that, that I think we all saw was the New York Times ticker of, you know, what has changed since 2016. And it started out by showing, you know, what what majority precincts biden had won and democrats had won this time um and there was a kind of it was kind of even and then slowly it shifted and in the end it turns out you know trump has done massively well in majority black majority latino urban neighborhoods uh rural areas um and and a whole bunch of others uh biden uh has done well among two he's increased Democrats standing with older people, people over 65, um, and I think uh, white neighborhoods with less uh, college graduates in them. Um, but that tells you, I mean, the fact that Trump has run up uh, numbers with Latinos and African Americans, that is a colossal failure uh, for the Democratic Party and for this campaign, that they would lose that group to someone who they, they have spent justifiably four years saying as a, a massive racist um, and all this other kind of stuff. Um, and there's, there's so much more you could point to. I mean, the fact that, you know, Biden himself, he is, he is a candidate whose main strength, whose main strategy was to disappear for just days at a time and not be seen by anyone. That's what people in the press were cheering that on. They were saying, what a genius strategy, keeping the public from seeing this man. I mean, think about that for a second. Then you have the fact that Biden would just, uh, you know, for example, in, in September, just sort of uh, took a third of the month off, just with no explanation. His team would say it sounds at 9 a.m., sounds at noon, sounds in between. They would say, well, Biden's done for the day. 
this was a 60 days to go in the election and he was he was taking every third day off god knows what was happening there you know the fact that biden didn't start door knocking until october they his campaign said no this isn't important uh we're phoning people we're texting people i have a friend in wisconsin he says that he never even received a phone call from the biden people only texts uh meanwhile trump was knocking on a million doors a week uh trump did the obama strategy he out organized biden and you know that this is why i think trump has done as well as he did despite his well there's other factors but i think this is a big part of the reason is that he out organized biden and got a massive turnout of his voters uh even even if you know he didn't necessarily inspire that many other people um you know beyond you know his hardcore followers but he was able to bring those people out and there's a lot more that we could talk about but i think those are some of the key uh uh things, factors that we can point to. Many people have talked about the coronavirus being a kind of wild card in the election. And I think the consensus was, and maybe to some degree still is, that it was beneficial for Biden. I saw a lot of people suggesting that, um, you know, without, imagine the sort of blowout it could have been for Trump had the coronavirus not happened. But I'm starting to wonder if that's actually not the case. I'm starting to wonder if Trump was actually able to mobilize a kind of resentment towards all the lockdowns, all the, um, you know, I think justifiable fear of the virus. He was able to mobilize um, this sentiment that um, everything had gotten too out of control, while also the Biden camp didn't necessarily, I mean, it seems to me that they didn't necessarily have a plan that would materially help people beyond believing in science, quote unquote. Um, so, you know, I'm starting to think that it may, it may have been a wash for, for both parties. Um, what, what do you think? Do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's tough to say. I'm sure that some of those people were definitely were mobilized. Uh, I've sort of been toying around with the idea that, uh, for a lot of people, you know, I mean, people are politically disengaged. Uh, they don't necessarily read the news that much. You know, they have their, their lives that they're living. Um, it may well be that, that for them, the pandemic was something that, you know, just another crappy thing that happened in their lives. And, uh, you know, without being able to compare it to anywhere else, you know, if they, if they didn't necessarily consume the news or, you know, when traveling, <laughs> who the hell was, um, then maybe they, they just figured, you know, I mean, we're handling this as best as we can. It sounds like it's a, it's a disaster everywhere. Um, it could also be that, uh, that, that the whole thing dragged on for so long that for a lot of people, it just stopped mattering as much. You know, I mean, like Trump's and Republicans' whole thing was we should just live with this. We need to just get used to dealing with this and just go on. And it may be that just by refusing to do anything about it for so long, that eventually people did get used to it and ultimately cared more about things like the economy rather than the coronavirus. I mean, because of my situation, uh, I, I was forced to, to have to travel around uh, long story, but I, I found myself in Mexico for a couple of weeks. Um, you know, I wouldn't have gone there otherwise, although, you know, I will say I had a good time. But, but nonetheless, uh, it was stunning to see uh, American tourists who were there, and they weren't all, you know, kind of Trump voters. They, they were a broad, broad range of people. And they weren't wearing masks. If they wore masks, they, they weren't wearing them properly. There wasn't really social distancing. And again, these are, these are not necessarily Trump voters. You know, a lot of them were people of color. They were uh, people who seemed like they were actually from um, 
kind of more liberal parts of the country in some cases. Um, but I just don't know if people in general were, were taking this as seriously as some of the polling suggested. Yeah, I mean, I was shocked by, by how little COVID actually ended up mattering in the, in the election. Well, it, it remains a pretty major question mark because Gallup consistently showed that uh, the pandemic was the top issue uh, among voters and has been since the spring. Uh, other polling consistently showed that Biden led Trump by double digit margins, according to recent polling on who would handle the virus best. So this is a pretty big uh, question mark and, and you know, definitely raises a lot of other questions. 